Welcome to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic today is, uh, and today is September 21st, 2019, our general topic is your real estate appraisal the do's and don'ts to avoid complications and extra cost. You can subscribe to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and we'll send you our weekly podcast. We'll even throw the show notes note, show notes in there for you. You can do that at jogarner.com. Today we're going to be sharing with you some do's and don'ts when it comes to your real estate appraisal that can save you some complications and some money, too. Tom King will be offering his wisdom from his 40-plus years' experience as an appraiser in the greater Memphis area. I'm going to be sharing some mortgage stories from my realtors and and some of my customers who have found their way around some appraisal snags that almost sank their real estate transaction. Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company is in the co-host chair this morning and Tom, um, after over 40 years appraising homes in the greater Memphis area, um, I believe you have a few helpful tips that can sh- you can share with our audience today when it comes to their appraisal. Take a moment and introduce yourself to our new listeners and tell us a little bit about the types of appraisals that you do. All right, Joe, good to see you again. Um, my name is Tom King. I'm a second-generation appraiser. I learned it from my father. That's why it's called Bill King Company in honor of him. I do appraisals for a relocation, a mortgage loan of individuals that uh, maybe want to put their home on the market. I do a lot for real estate agents that possibly have a uh, problem property. They want to get an appraisal loan, and they, they want some professional advice on that. Also, for people wanting to uh, pay cash for a house that uh, – uh, want to make sure that they're using their money wisely and things like that. So uh, that's the kind of things I do. Some of the do's and don'ts that uh, maybe we can get into are uh, some of the things that you can do before the appraisal is that if you've got window bars on your house, you may want to take those off because if unless you've got a uh, way to unlock the, the bar, the window bar, which very few do, um, FHA requires those to be removed if they're in a bedroom or something like that. They want to be, you want to be able to get out through some other way other than the door to, uh, in case of a fire or anything like that. Very good. I know you got a lot more tips to share coming That's up. That's right. But you know, after, uh, over 25 years as a mortgage loan officer, I've, I've joined hands with people buying homes or refinancing their homes. The real estate mortgage process is a procedure with a just a plethora of moving parts and professionals that you deal with. Your real estate transaction at some points are in the hands of people like, well, the mortgage loan officer like me or the mortgage underwriter, the realtor, the appraiser, Tom, and the home inspector, the title company, insurance professionals, and several more. Pick these professionals carefully. Make sure they're wise and reputable in their area of expertise, and then listen to them and learn from their experience. The day you go to your real estate closing, you can celebrate with bragging rights because, you know, you've done a lot of good strategy there if you listen to those guys. 
I remember a divorced single mother. We'll call her name. We'll make her name Tisha Trainer, not her real name. For a long time since the divorce was final, Tisha struggled with trying to provide the emotional support and quality of life for her young children that they deserved. But it was tough. I mean, Tisha was only one person. Her top priority for her was to own her own home in a safe, comfortable neighborhood so her children could have a pet and they could play in the backyard. Well, Tisha searched and made offers to purchase homes during her very few free moments over the course of a long summer. But every time someone already had a contract on the house that she liked or someone uh, beat her offer during like a bidding war, several people bidding for the same house, her realtor advised that she stay at the search and not be tempted to offer more than she could comfortably pay for the home, just to be tenacious and stay at it. She was feeling exhausted and discouraged. Tisha made yet another offer on a house that she really liked. She had to remind herself not to get too excited, though, while she was waiting to hear back from the seller whether they would accept her offer or not. Well, her offer was nothing spectacular since offering over the listing price would make it a challenge to, for her to afford the payment. The surprise call came. The seller had accepted Tish's offer. At closing, Tish and the agent and I were sitting on one side of the table. The seller just happened to be seated on the opposite of us. He was finishing his signatures on his part of the closing. And he looked up at Trish, at Tish and he reluctantly said, by the way, your offer was not the highest offer I got for our house. There were higher offers, but your offer was the surest offer. And this seller went on to say, he said, you know, my wife and I, we needed to re- relocate out of the area. We need to move really fast. We just wanted to make sure our house sold today without any delays. So, you know, she wasn't the highest offer going in, but she had a tight, very tight pre-qualification letter and uh, some other documentation from the realtor that really helped strengthen her case to let that seller know this is a bona fide buyer. This buyer is going to close and not delay. So that was the key for that seller. But, you know, I wonder how many times this happens between buyers and sellers want to ask you, what do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do, do it, it today. today. Uh, connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also call me the old-fashioned way, 901-482-0354. But I want to uh, pivot over to Tom. You know, Tom, the home appraisal can make or break so many transactions, especially what we see on the mortgage side. And if you are advising someone who is selling their home, what are some do's and don'ts that you can share with these sellers? Uh, Joe, that's a great question. And first of all, I want to say if anyone wants to be a part of the show, they can give us a call at 535-9732. Things to do if you're uh, selling your home. uh, First of all, look around your house. Look at the blind spots of your house, things like that. And when I say blind spots, the parts you only see when you're cutting your grass and you're looking down on the far side of the house. Things uh, Look for rotted wood. Uh, the window bars are part of the things I've talked about earlier. Uh, look at those shingles uh, on your roof and make sure that uh, there's no missing ones. 
Unfortunately, Joe, I take a lot of pictures of houses, and I'll take a picture of those shingles that if they're uh, loose or hanging by one nail or something like that or dangling, uh, I take a picture and report on that because my job is to report the, the status of the house. Make sure it's safe, secure, and sanitary. That's what they call the 3S rule. Um, no broken windows. Uh, if the house was built before 1978, uh, any peeling paint, especially for FHA, has to be uh, uh, scraped and those paint chips picked up. That's another big thing. When you have to pick up the paint chips because that's a, a hazard for uh for uh, little kids that may want to eat them or things like that. Lead-based paint. (laughs) Lead-based paint hazard. Um, Make sure the uh, air conditioner heat, obviously, is working. The plumbing, I turn on the water and make sure the the hot water heater is working. And you'd be surprised how many people don't even look at their hot water heater. And uh, sometimes I'll go into an attic and see, you know, two inches of water in in the pan. I say, ooh, that thing's in bad shape. So uh, may want to require a plumbing repair. The other day I was in a house and... You know, as dry as it's been, the front water was soaked in in water, which wow. meant that there was a water leak there. It was an FHA appraisal, so uh, I required a, a plumbing certification on that to make sure that, uh, uh, I mean, water was literally bubbling up out of the yard. So those are a few of the things that uh, we try to look at. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that about the repairs, and if there's any uh, advice that I could give people to save you some extra money, if you already know that these repairs are there or you have a good realtor who knows these requirements, go ahead and get those fixed before the appraiser comes out because if the appraiser mentions these types of things on your appraisal, these have to do with safety, soundness, sanitation, you're probably going to have to have them done before closing. And guess what? The underwriter is going to want to send the appraiser back out there for a second trip to make sure that they are done before closing. Now, and this that is costs not, money. It costs extra money. It, and, and we see, you know, like $150, $175 extra. So go ahead and be ahead of the game. Get these things done before the appraiser comes out the first time. And it could also delay your closing, too, as, as, that, call, as that happens. You know, that's a good point, Tom. So very good advice from Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. What do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do Do it it today. today. Uh, When we come back, Tom King, appraiser with Bill King Appraisal Company, is going to be sharing some more do's and don'ts with you when it comes to your real estate appraisal. We're also going to be hearing some from Brett Carter of Service Master by Cornerstone. And uh, give us a call. He's in the house today. He's in the house with us. Yes, he is. And if you want to call, if you have a question, a conundrum, you want to talk with us, uh, Tom, what's the number to call our studio? Give us a call at 901-535-9732. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Brandon Thompson with Home Team Inspection Service. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. Tell me what was on his mind, he said. 
All right. Well, you're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Money, honey. Well, today we're talking about your real estate appraisal, the do's and don'ts to avoid complications and extra cost. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. And our co-host today is Tom King, a Bill King appraisal company. And uh, how do we contact you, Tom? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. Well, we've got a little treat for you for our real estate professionals out there. We're going to be doing today our talk shop business tip for real estate pros. Talk Shop is a marketing company offering free education and networking to anyone interested in real estate or in business. Talk Shop is made possible by the financial support of its sponsors and advertisers. And for more about Talk Shop, go to talkshoppe.com. For our Talk Shop business tip today, we have Talk Shop uh, location sponsor, Brett Carter of ServiceMaster by Cornerstone. And he's been getting some real positive comments and testimonials at Talk Shop for what he does. And I believe, Brett, you help homeowners and business owners restore their property and contents when they're damaged by water, fire, mold, odor, biohazards, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, Brett Carter, I believe that you have our Talk Shop business tip for real estate pros today. I do. Uh, my tip is know the location of your main water shutoff to your home or your business. Um, and when you have a water leak, you have a, a burst pipe or a water heater or something like that, go ahead and shut that off as quickly as you can. But before anything happens, know the location of it and know how to shut it off. And you mentioned, uh, you mentioned some other things on our Facebook live today, but knowing where to shut that, the water off is, and, and you mentioned last night when we were talking about making sure that if you're renting the property, that the tenants know where to shut that off. Correct. And sometimes you have to have a little extra tool or something. Or right. If you have an, only an outdoor uh, shutoff uh, at the at the curb side, um, be sure you have the tool that's that's needed to turn that off out there. Some people, most people nowadays in modern homes have an indoor shutoff, mm-hmm. um, and you'll want to locate that. It's usually under the kitchen sink or under a bathroom sink or in a coat closet in the mm-hmm. front hallway or somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a tenant one time that called me at like 3 o'clock in the morning and she lived upstairs and water was going everywhere. She said, it's just spewing out of the pipe. And, I, and we, she didn't know where to shut off or how to shut off. And she said it wouldn't work and all that. So I was just panicking because I was thinking all that water was going to cut down into the house. And so um, I remembered something that somebody told me. They said, I said, just turn on all the water you have. Turn on the bathtub, the sinks, uh, everything you have in the house. Just turn the water on and keep it running until I can get a plumber there. And she said, oh, that will work beautifully. She said the stream that was going everywhere just kind of went down to a dribble, and she had a Tupperware bowl under it. <laughs> I was like, wow. But anyway, the best thing to do is to shut the water off. You're right, Brett. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, Brett, one, one time I was doing a final inspection, you know, when we require repairs, just like we talked about, uh, we require a final inspection. And I got to the house, and he, the man had renovated it all. When I got there, just a few things had to be done. And I got there, and they uh, broke the window to break in the house. They drained the hot water heater onto the brand-new carpet. They pulled the hot water heater out, and they took the air conditioner and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it can be a real mess when that happens. Uh, you know. But you know, what are the things you can do for your clients that, other than just the normal things, the fire mitigation, things like that. What else do you do there, Brett? Tell us a little bit more. 
besides water mitigation, um, we also do uh, fire and smoke uh, mitigation. Uh, we do odor uh, mitigation. We also do uh, uh, biohazards, uh, trauma. We do mold, um, and we provide that all services. black mold. Correct, and and one misconception about black mold is people will see mold and and they'll, or they'll see some kind of microbial growth and it looks black and they automatically assume they have black mold, but there's no way to know for sure until they have it laboratory tested what type mm-hmm. of mold it is. So A good don't tip. panic. It's <laughs> a great tip. Now, what's your mantra? You always say this at talk shop. Which one? Oh, about going alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't go it alone. Uh, if there's damage to your business or home, don't go it alone. Call Cornerstone. Love it. How do we contact you, Brett? <laughs> Our uh, main number is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's 901-624-9200. All right. Well, you know, we have a caller, and we've got David. And, David, I'm trying to get you on the line here. All right. David, glad to have you on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. How can we help you today? Well, like I said before, I'm 65 years old, and two years ago my uh, wife died from breast cancer. Um, we were up, in, up for eyeballs in debt. We had two car notes and a house. And uh, trying to make a long story short, everything, the house got foreclosed on, the cars got reposed. Bless your heart. My credit just went into the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, I couldn't even find a place to live. This kindly old guy rented me this duplex in this kind of shady neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm 65 years old. I'm, I'm employed. I have a job. Uh, I was just wondering, will I ever be able to buy anything again or if I'm just shot? No, you you can buy again, David. The answer is yes, and I'm so glad you called, and I'm hoping that you and I can have a one-on-one discussion on uh, either later today or on Monday because I would love to hear your story in more in-depth, and uh, I would love to be on that journey with you to, to pull yourself out of that. So many clients that I've had in the past, I call them my rock star clients, David, and I believe you're going to be one, have put together a plan. They've worked that plan and they have been homeowners again. And, you know, they, they've lived, they've, they've turned the leaf and they've, they've been able to buy their own house again. Uh, I've even had some of them up here giving their stories, the Flatmans, John Flatman, his wife. Yes, there is a way out. You just got to plan it strategically and work it every day, but you can do it. Uh, just, just for listeners out there, if you have a foreclosure, some uh, I've listened to you before, and you sound like a wonderful person. I'll be perfectly frank. <laughs> I would love to call you and get together with you. Anything I could do like that, I'm, I'm, I could certainly use a friend right now. I'll tell you this. Well, give me a call either later today, David, after the show, so we can talk about more specifically your situation. But just for listeners out there who've had a foreclosure, a lot of the um, loan products will allow you to buy another house after three years from the completion of that foreclosure. And um, in the meantime, you can be doing some things to, to boost those credit scores and and sock in some emergency funds and things like that. You're going to feel real good about it when you when you get to the end of that journey. And, David, I'll just say one thing. I don't know if you're on the on the phone or not, but uh, I've known Joe a long time, and she really is a wonderful person, and she, she really does uh, try to help her customers in any way possible. Well, thank you, Tom. Gosh. <laughs> David, between you and David, I'm, I'm walking pretty tall here. <laughs> but, David, thank you for calling. We so appreciate you. And I'm going to uh, – give me a call, 901-482-0354. Leave your name and number with our producer, and you and I will be connecting.
Thank you so much. That was David, and I'm looking forward to talking with him. But we've got about two minutes, and we're going to be covering a lot of ground here. Can you talk about what customers need, do's and don'ts for people who are trying to refinance their home? All right. If you're When it comes to appraisals. <laughs> that's right. If you're going to refinance your home, now's the time to do it. I mean, we've been saying that for a while, that rates have come down, and it's a shame that most people wait for the – until they start going up substantially before, oh, I, I need to get this done. Get it done now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, that's the number one thing. Uh, people ask about the appraisal process. I had a friend come up to me today. I'm ref- uh, the other day and said, I'm refinancing my house, and, uh, you know, what should I do? Uh, well, you know, you can – we don't really care that much about the uh, the clutter in the house. We're not – I tell someone this is – I'm not going to buy your house, okay? <laughs> so, uh, but I do take pictures inside. That's uh-huh. something that's uh-huh. important, and uh, I'm sensitive to that. So, in case people have uh, certain collections that they don't want anyone to know, I, I try to do that. Or I'll sit down with the homeowner and and say, "Let's take this picture this way, not to hide anything, but just so you don't really show what you know personal things that you're uh, so thoughtful like that." <laughs> yeah, like, but. Uh, you know, again, look around your house, maybe repair some of that rotted wood and things like that. And, uh, you know, Joe, I've been, I told one person that I've been doing it so long. I said, if I can leave the house without losing any blood, I feel like it's been a success. <laughs> well, you know, we're getting ready to go to break. And, you know, there are some things that you do need to know as a homeowner. Sometimes the biggest problem that we have seen is that people will grossly overestimate the value of their homes at times because they said well i put this pool in and i spent all i spent 60,000 on this pool and i spent this and that appraisers aren't looking at how much you put into your house they are looking at what the houses in your neighborhood are selling for that are like your house within like selling within the last 6 months to a year so there there's more we're going to cover when we come back from break you're on real estate mortgage shop i am joe garner your host mortgage loan officer you can connect with me at jogarner.com give me a call 901-482-0354 we'll be hearing a little bit more from tom and brett and i'll be sharing some mortgage tips when we come back see you back in just a moment news talk 600 wrec I'm Troy McDonald. And I'm Lynn McDonald. With with the the Aaron McDonald McDonald Insurance Agency. From Memphis, Tennessee. And you're listening to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now, back to your host, Joe Garner. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I need That's what I want. I want a high appraisal and we get some money <laughs> from go. my house. That's right. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. And uh, we're going to talk today about your real estate appraisal, the do's and don'ts to avoid complications, extra costs. In the studio, we have Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. And, Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. I'd be happy to talk to you. Brett Carter with Service Master by Cornerstone is in here with us and uh, has already given us some great tips. Brett, how do we contact you? 
Our office number is 901-624-9200, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All right, and I'm Joe Garner, of course. You can call me, too, the old-fashioned way, 901-482-0354. But, uh, Tom, before we, we left for break, we were talk- you were giving some tips, some do's and don'ts, or some good information for people who are refinancing their home or maybe selling their home. And uh, there was some misconceptions about uh, the value. Some people make the misconception of they think because I put this $60,000 swimming pool in or I built this humongous fence and all that, I'm gonna my house is now going to appraise dollar for dollar for what I put in it. And maybe some of these people have um, unfinished or partially finished spaces in their home, and typically you don't get the full value for those. So talk a little bit about that. All right. One of those things is we'll call it uh, uh, an enclosed porch. And uh, you've got it uh, cooled with a window air conditioning unit. Well, that's not permanent, and that cannot be included in in uh, the heated living area. Uh-huh. It can be included as an enclosed porch. So uh-huh. that's one thing. The other thing is I don't think we've ever touched on this is what what I call the seven foot rule. Um, Fannie Mae requires the ceiling to be seven feet high. So if you're doing a area over a uh, in an attic, a Garage, finished, finished attic, a bonus mm-hmm. room, or something like that, and uh, that area is less than seven feet, I mean I may fudge a little bit if it's six foot eleven, but sometimes it's like six foot five, and uh, and it's just it just cannot be included in heated area, and there's really nothing you can do about it, mm-hmm. very little if anything. So. Uh, that's what's a couple of the things. Uh, also, uh, in-law suites that are built on behind a garage and things like that. That uh, those are in, those are included in value, but not included in square footage. Right. So there are some little technical issues that it's good to talk with Tom before you uh, get a big investment going like that. <laughs> That's right. Well, Joe, what are some of the things you can do concerning uh, the appraisal on your side of it? Well, you know, from the mortgage side. I can share with you some do's and don'ts concerning your home appraisal. Don't overbuild for your neighborhood. That's another one of mistakes that some people will make if they planned on living there forever, but now they've decided they want to downsize. One um, On most mortgage programs, the mortgage underwriters are looking for the value of the house, the ha- value of your house. They're going to look for what are the houses in your neighborhood that are like most like your house, same square footage, same amenities, and what those houses have been selling for in the last six months to a year. So um, that's one thing. Don't overbuild. I've had people have made that mistake, you know, huge Joe, additions I, on there. I, I was in a house one time. They added a 40 by 60 foot party room. Now, you were, if you're going to rebuild the house, you wouldn't do it that way, most likely. So <laughs> Work uh, for them for a while anyway, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, those, those things have an impact. Well, do make sure that your home conforms to the home's uh, Around you, of course. Okay. Well, let me share with you a story of the family who, instead of building a mother-in-law suite inside their home, they built a whole second home, a second house on the same parcel. The problem was not the uh, people in the neighborhood didn't have two houses on one parcel. So it's an anomaly, and you'll run, you may run into some snags on getting full value for that when you're trying to get traditional financing. There are other ways to finance. Do check or zoning restrictions in your neighborhood, in your covenants and restrictions. Don't be like the family that spent thousands of dollars building a nice big room onto their home with a complete with a fireplace and the works, only to discover that they accidentally built it over the top of a major utility easement. 
uh, oops, <laughs> time to tear down that part of the house when the utility trucks arrive. So pay attention to those things. That also affects your appraisal, by the way. Do check the neighborhood covenants and restrictions before buying your home. I knew a couple that bought a condo. They bought it several states away from here. They wanted to be close to family. They uh, drove up there to move into their condo, and they took with them their furry uh, family members, their dogs, big dogs, only to discover on moving in that the covenants and restrictions would only allow small dogs. So they ended up uh, actually regrettably selling that condo right after they bought it and resumed their search for a retirement haven. Do consider the ramifications of putting in your home or office or commercial space. Uh, If you're putting in a commercial space or something like that in your home, make sure that it does not exceed 25% to 30% of the total area of your home because a lot of your traditional financing with the low rates and all that don't really want to see commercial space over 25% of the home. So be careful about that when you're making those plans. Do see if you can repair items that affect the the, uh, safety, soundness, and sanitation, as Tom said, before closing. Because if you have repairs, now if it's cosmetic, it's probably no big deal. This little dingy paint, eh, no big deal. Dingy carpet, it's not torn, it's not messed up, fine. But if you have peeling paint, if you have electrical, plumbing, uh, heating and air issues, or those things aren't working, or you have uh, rotted wood or holes in the wall, you have a leaky roof, missing shingles, you have broken glass, you know, these kind of things, when they show up and are notated on an appraisal, and a mortgage underwriter usually will require that those particular repairs be uh, fixed before closing. So good idea is if you're selling your home or you're trying to buy a home, go ahead and work those things out on who's going to pay for what and when before you um, get too far into the transaction. So those those are issues that we see on the mortgage side. Now, there are some exceptions to that rule where some things can be escrowed after closing, but um, pay attention to those items. Uh, let's see. Talk about... Okay, I got another tip for y'all. If you want to save yourself some cost, if you know that repairs are going to be notated on the appraisal, some of these that we just mentioned, Tom, you've also mentioned, if you can go ahead as a seller, get those done, or if you're refinancing your home, go ahead and get those repairs done before the appraiser comes out. Because if the appraiser sees these items that need to be done and they notate them on an appraisal, guess what? Your underwriter is going to require that you get them done before closing and that the appraiser's got to go back out to your house to make sure that they're that they're all done. Well, that costs extra money. It could cost you 150 to $200 to have that done. So save yourself a few dollars and uh, get you know, those repairs you know, done. Joe, sometimes I'll see a house where, uh, you know, they're, they're repairing the tile in the bathroom uh, and – they're not finished with it yet, and I've got to take a picture of that, mm-hmm. and that requires another inspection. So if you're making some of those uh, renovations, make sure they're finished at the time of the uh, inspection. Right, right, absolutely. Appraisal inspection. Another thing that appraisers will notate is the amount of acreage on there, and some of your and again, I'm saying some of these loan products, there's always an exception, and we can find those usually. But most of the time, like on FHA and on some of these other loan programs, they're not in the business of loaning on land. So if you have you know, over a certain amount of acreage with that house, 
uh, if it's too much, like I had somebody call me the other day and they said, hey, I want to buy this house. It's out in the country. It's got 70 acres on it. We we couldn't do that on the FHA program he wanted unless he had um, the acreage, some of the acreage surveyed out around the house. And, you know, those things had to be considered. Yeah, you know, Joe, I did one, uh, well, was asked to do one in the heart of, of Collierville. It was a 30-year-old house on five acres. And everything else was subdivision land is where people were buying land to build subdivision houses. I said, well, this is a land appraisal with a house on it. And, uh, <laughs> that's and, about right. And it turned out that they, they, you know, said, we don't want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, sometimes on, if you do this on the front end, you can save some people some money by, uh, instead of just going out there. I don't want to waste anyone's money. Right, right. And you've, you know, you're, and you're wonderful also with going out and doing appraisals for people who are buying rental property and paying cash, you know, so they don't overpay. I mean, you save somebody like fifteen to $20,000 one time. I mean, it's just, it's important to know the value before you go in to buy or negotiate something. Here's another one. I'm just just kind of listing all these things. If you're refinancing your house, and a lot of people are refinancing right now, pulling cash out, they're com- they're paying off a lot of double digit debt. Like similar to David's story, he called earlier. You know, they've had catastrophic things that have happened in their lives and acquired a lot of debt they normally wouldn't have acquired, and now they need to get rid of it and they need to have a plan where they can get rid of the double-digit compounding debt, a lot of times it is to refinance the house and uh, pay off the existing first mortgage and pay off a lot of these you know, ex- very expensive high interest rate debt and then work on a plan to pay that mortgage off early. But it, there's a way out. One thing you need to be careful about is if you have listed your home for sale within the last six months, and an appraiser will mention that on the appraisal. If you've listed the house for sale within six months and now you're trying to refinance, it's it's not a it's not a dead deal, but you do have to go through some extra hoops to be able to refinance it and document. One other thing, and we before, have to put the a twelve month listing history on the appraisal. Right. Well, here here's one more thing before we go to break. Don't underestimate the power of the first impression. I can still hear my mom talking to me when I was a little girl. First impressions are very important, and they are when it comes to your home. And even though real estate appraisals are touted to be a, it's touted to be a science and not an art, I beg to differ because best practice, if you're about to get your home appraised, it's clean it up, declutter it first. Cleaning and decluttering a home, stagers, home stagers say brings uh, over an 800% rate of return on your investment. It's great before to do that before the appraiser goes out. And don't forget your front and back lawns. If the outside of your home is unkempt or it's neglected, I mean, buyers aren't even—they're not even going to come closer than the curb to see your home. So pay attention. First impressions. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer, and in the real estate mortgage shop studio, we have Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. We have Brett Carter with Service Master by Cornerstone, and give us a call nine zero one five three five nine seven three two. See you guys back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Jana Cardona, Executive Director of Business Network International in West Tennessee and North Mississippi, and you are listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner.
All right, money changes everything. You're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also call me directly, 901-482-0354. And in our studio, we have Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. And Brett Carter of Service Master by Cornerstone, how do we contact you? 901-624-9200. It's that time. Every week, we love to do our real estate tip of the week. And Brett Carter of Service Master by Cornerstone, I believe you have our real estate tip of the week. I do. My real estate tip of the week is don't wait to mitigate. If you have a water damage, get that cleaned up right away. That can cause secondary damage, possibly mold in the future. Keep your property values high and get that taken care of right away. All right. And uh, share, oh, share another tip. You've got some couple, just one or two more. <laughs> He's full of tips. <laughs> That's right. Um, another one is, uh, you know, check the water supply lines uh, behind your washing machine, mm-hmm. behind your uh, toilets, uh, your, um, your water for your refrigerator, ice maker. Uh, make sure those are sound. Make sure they're not deteriorating. Uh, we see a lot of water damages that result from that. Okay. Hey, water heater, too. Just like Absolutely. I said earlier, yeah. you know, sometimes you'll uh-huh. see, you go up there, you never look at the water heater heater until it's time to pull down those Christmas decorations. Oh, and Mark, Mark McLaurin with Refrigeration Unlimited, he's one of our talk shop advertisers. He was up in my attic and he said, Joe, your hot water heater is, uh, your water heater is about to, not water heater, I'm sorry, it was my condensate lines from air, my air conditioner. So he told me about these little alarms you can have put on those pans. So if they start to, if that water starts to build up, it'll, it'll let you know. That's right. So good things to know. But uh, real quick, I want to give, talking about Talk Shop, and Brett, thank you. Uh, Brett Carter with Service Master by Cornerstone has, uh, is our location sponsor now. We're meeting over at Service Master by Cornerstone at the corner of Big Orange and Macon Road. That's 9575 Macon Road there in Cordova. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate or in business. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday, 9 to 10 a.m., Service Master by Cornerstone. And uh, this Wednesday, Talk Shop is having a meet and greet. So you can come, equip, engage, empower your business with us. It's free. We even serve the coffee. For more about Talk Shop, go to talkshoppe.com, talkshop.com. Talk Shop events are free thanks to supporters like Trevor Day of River Surge Productions. Trevor does live streaming video for events and videography for weddings. Contact Trevor Day at riversurgeproductions.com. Talk Shop events are free thanks to supporters like Nita Black of... um, 901elearn.com. Nita can show you how to share your knowledge to teach others, and you can make money doing it online. It's incredible. Nita at 901elearn.com. Subscribe to get our Real Estate Mortgage Shop podcast. We'll throw the show notes in there for you. You can subscribe at jogarner.com. We'll send those out to you every week. Real Estate Mortgage Shop reminds you to make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do Do it it today. today. Got a quick quote from the quote corner, Tom. Benjamin Franklin said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest there you go smart man he's a wise man (laughs) that's right that's right well is there anything else that anybody wants to to share before we go off the air i bet brett has another story to tell can't you uh talk about what what the things you do for your people 
your customers? Well, the main thing we do is we uh, restore you back to pre-loss condition. And that's the thing I want to emphasize is, is pre-loss condition. We want to put you back right the way you were before mm-hmm. uh, the, the disaster happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sooner we can uh, get to it, the, the quicker that'll go. Right. I love what you said about water damage. you got to fix it now and not later. Would you said don't wait to mitigate? There's another slug line for <laughs> <That's> you. <right. laughs> what about low appraisals, Tom? I've had customers at uh, realtors that said, Joe, the appraisal came in low on this other deal. What can I do? Well, the, the, the main thing you can do is, just like I, I talked to you about before the show, um, it does nothing to talk to the appraiser. I know that sounds terrible, but uh, we can't change anything without the the bank asking us to do it. So mm-hmm. go through your mortgage company, go through your loan officer, mm-hmm. um, and and you can call me. And maybe I, you know, maybe there's a sale that happened that I didn't know about. Uh-huh. But you can't. But we, I can't change it right. myself. And we can't. Co- we can't contest the value, but we can contest the information used to come up with a value like for instance you shared something with me that's just valuable and to realtors too and to people and that is the market data uh the trends if these if these quotes i mean if these comparable sales were from like six months ago or seven months ago and the market in that area shows on the appraisal that the values have been going up five to seven percent can't you make an yes adjustment? We, can, we can make a time adjustment of that and in some areas it's like twelve fifteen hundred dollars a month so if that if that house sold for five thousand dollars less than what you uh were looking for uh five thousand you know if it was six months ago that's like a seven eight thousand dollar time adjustment it can make that sale work and you can check back in your appraisal it's called market data, data analysis There's or something a, yeah it's the mc sheet if to be technical well, if you need a, if you have a question on that call tom at 901-487-6989 and it's time to go it, it was a great time. show hey, good to yeah. see you brett good to see you at the at the helm with us thanks tom oh thanks, absolutely we've loved hanging out with you guys subscribe at jogarner.com you can get our podcast and uh, we'll see you guys back next saturday Thank you for listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer you solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com.